but he cares. He cares about that because he does want to be close. Mm -hmm. God gave Jesus so that he could be close to us. You know, like not only did Jesus make the sacrifice, like God made the sacrifice of his beloved son because he wanted us. This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big miraculous ways all the way down to small everyday things. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. This week is Kylie, and with me I have Gabrielle, and Hi. she, oh, <laughs> I know, I try to pause and then I talk. Um, so I um, I used to work with Gabriella's sister, Promise. It's been like three or four years ago now, and I've been trying to get Promise to come on because I, I remember Promise sharing part of her testimony with me, and it really, like, I always thought it was super cool. And then mm. she didn't have time. So she sent her sister. Yeah. <laughs> Promise is going to do it later, I think. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, let's pray to start out. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for allowing um, us to come together for this and just to allow Gabriella to share her testimony. Please just be with the words that she speaks. Help her to share the parts that you want her to share and help it all just to bring glory to you and to your name and help the listeners to see more about who you are through this story. And amen. 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 All right. So tell us where you're from. Um, I'm from a small town in Southern California. It's called Merino Valley. It's really close to like Riverside, just south of Los Angeles, like an hour and a half away. Um, yeah, that's where I grew up. Nice. Nice. I didn't know there were small towns in Southern California. I, I mean, <laughs> not like an actual small town. It just seems small compared to like all the, all, big everything around, around it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like a small town. Like okay. It. I mean, honestly, there could be because my knowledge of Southern California is very small. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Okay. And then uh, your religious background. So did you grow up in a Christian home? Yeah. Yeah. I actually did. My parents put uh, my sister and I in private Christian school, Calvary Chapel Christian school from um, first grade to 10th grade. Oh, wow. And yeah. Yeah. So we were raised definitely um, believing in God. I think uh, as a kid, sorry, I don't know how much you want me to say. Oh, go, go talk about whatever you feel like the spirit is leading. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think going to Calvary Chapel, like as a kid, our class was so small. I think the graduating class was probably like 20 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, this school, from, it was for, like kindergarten to 12th grade. And I think it was like 500 students all together. So wow. tiny. Yeah. So we were raised with like kind of all the same people. Uh, my mom was a Spanish teacher at this school. So um it just felt very like, uh, small, just very small, very limited in regards to like what the world actually looked like. Uh Um, yeah. And I think back on it now, and I'm honestly really grateful for them putting me in the school because we like memorize scripture every week, week after week, we would have chapel and we'd go into chapel and like memorize, um, recite these verses that we memorize. And I know that I have those verses inside of me now because of that at the time I hated it. (laughs) Hated it. <laughs> uh, I like begged. We the only reason we didn't go to twelfth grade is because by the time we were in the tenth grade, we were begging my parents so much to like let us go out into the world. Oh wow! They finally, just gave in. But it just felt like we were like we don't know what's actually happening in the real world. We're so just like secluded here. Um, 
but yeah, I think also, um, I didn't necessarily have a real relationship with God, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I had a lot of faith as a kid, but I I think going to a school like this made me really feel like I'm like, oh, you know, Christianity is just regulation. It's just the rules. It's following the rules. They had really strict rules about like being six inches away from everybody. Oh, wow. Dress code rules. Yeah. 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 I know I went to Christian school for a while and it's like, you know, there's like, oh, you can't paint your nails and like no crazy hair and all of these like, and then people make up these like rules, like these ways to get around rules. Like, you know, one of them was you couldn't hold hands. And so like, you know, you'd hold on to one side of the pencil and somebody else holds on to the other side. That's so funny. I know. It's like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. And it kind of teaches you for me, at least, like, I don't want to say this generally, but I think for me, what I learned or like how I perceived things was Christianity is rules. Christianity Mm -hmm. is boundaries. It means like not being allowed to do things. That's what I believed. And obviously now I realize that that's religion. Like religion is not being able to do things. It's rules. It's, it's like the old covenant, never being able to meet up to the right standard. Mm -hmm. But I think I associated that with like God. And obviously that's, that's, the biggest lie, I think, for people, especially who are raised in the church, this idea that you're missing out on life. Um, But I did feel that way. And so, oh gosh, uh, can I just like kind of just start talking? Yeah, just go right into the story. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I did go, we obviously went to church, but our church was very charismatic, like, um, very open. Sorry. I don't want to like do be too specific. It's open, you know, a lot of like crazy experiences at those church people believed. I mean, we definitely believed in like speaking in tongues and the, the movement of the Holy spirit. Um, so as a kid, I remember probably at like 10 years old, I had an encounter with God that really, I could never deny that God was real after having this encounter. Um, I'll tell you just like a little bit about it. Cause it's really the anchor, you know, like God yeah. dropped an anchor in my heart as a kid to tell me like, no, I'm real to you. I'm not just like the God of your school or of your church or of your parents. Like I'm real to you. So um, our Sunday school teacher at the time, she was like, okay, guys, I want you all to actually sit and hear from God. And so she's like, just, this is how she put it. She said, sit on Papa God's lap, tell him how much you love him, and then ask him to tell you something. And I'm like, 10 year old me, like, yeah, okay, okay. So um, I remember, you know, just hanging out with God and like, yeah, God, I love you. You're the best. Tell me something. So I took my Bible and I'm like, flipping through the pages, like, and then stopping on like a random page, you know, I'm like, Oh, are you telling me this verse? And I remember the first one I was like, I don't think this is it. I don't think. (laughs) And so I do it again, like stop. And, um, I don't, I have no idea what verse I stopped on, but I remember feeling God say like, yeah, this is it. This is it. Go tell your teacher, you know? Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go tell her. So I go up and I'm like, her name was Miss Gomez. I'm like, Miss Gomez, Miss Gomez, look, this is, God told me this verse. And I hand it to her and she reads it. And she's like, everyone, everyone stop to the whole classroom. You know, she's yeah. like, listen to what God told Gabrielle. And so she reads the verse. And like I said, I have no idea what it was, but she's like, this is the verse that I planned the lesson on today. 
and she like transitioned into lesson because she was like that, you know, like, this is what God told me to teach on today. So God really did speak to you. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like that for me, but it was the reality of God, the living God being personal, telling me like, yeah, you hear me, you hear my voice. You know, I direct, I direct your hands. Like my hands stopped on the, it's just crazy. Oh, that's so good. So, Cause he does. He does. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. 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 So cool. Even thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, he's so good. He's he is. So kind, you know, <laughs> little 10 year old me just, wow, Jesus. But you I know, know. It, it just, I love hearing stories about people as like little Christians. Cause it's just like the faith of little children and how like excited we were about God. Yeah. yeah just like, so like uninhibited completely. Yeah able to receive his love and the reality of who he was, you know, never questioning. Yeah. Um, so obviously I had like encounters like this with God, but in the meantime, um, there was, I, I kind of was raised in a household that had some turmoil. I mean, like all, all households do, you know? Um, but I didn't have the best relationship with my parents. I was emotional. I was an emotional yeah. kid, you know? <laughs> dramatic and I think my parents um they were very much like no we just have to like move on didn't really know how to handle honestly I wouldn't know how to handle me I was dramatic (laughs) oh gosh no I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like they were great parents honestly but I was really emotional and sad and I dealt with a lot of like loneliness and um just I feel like I just felt different you know, I think we all do as kids, like, oh, yeah, different from everyone around me, you know, but um, in the midst of that turmoil, I just felt really distant from my parents. I felt distant from their God and the God that they believed in. Um, I wanted to go do these things like I was making friends that wanted to have sleepovers. My parents were really strict and didn't want me to do that. And I just started to feel like I was trapped in this box and I felt like it, everything pointed back to this Christianity, mm-hmm. like their belief is what's keeping me from being able to live my life. And so I kind of just stepped away and started to really, gosh, probably at 15, like started to really want the things of the world. I started to do like, um, like party drugs. I started to have um, experiences with, with guys and um just really delve down deep into places that I should never, you know, have gone and just got lost. And I think like the more and more you fall into it, the more you feel like it's actually filling you, the more empty you feel, the more you need to be filled by something that's making you more empty. And it's just a cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of keeps going. And um, so obviously like time passes. Uh, I don't want to tell like all the details. (laughs) It takes so long. Yeah. um, I had a bad, a really bad encounter with a guy at some point in my life when I was like, I was, when I was 15 and, um, bad relationship with my mom. I'm just saying this because it, there's like things that lead up to, you know, like the enemy really sees our pain and our weakness and mm-hmm. will prey on it. If we're not, if we step away from the covering of God, you know, like we step out of the covering and the enemy knows the things that are like getting to us, the things Mm -hmm. that hurt us, the ways to use those things. So, um, in this place of like really wanting acceptance from my mom and not having a close relationship, 
dealing with abuse from men, I think this kind of pushed me into a place where um, I started to date women. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just crazy to think back on it now, because obviously, initially, I was like, this is not it. I could never do this. It's against everything I've ever been raised with. But I was dealing with this like loneliness, this feeling of being different from everyone around me. And I was like, this is maybe, you know, and like that community, honestly, um, they're so accepting and like loving. And so like you are who you are, just be you, you know, and comparatively, sometimes it feels like at the time I was like, wow, you're right. This is me, you know, like I feel accepted here. I feel loved. Like this is who I'm supposed to be. And Um, I think as Christians, we really need to learn how to love each other, Mm -hmm. you know, because gosh, like the gay community, they're good at acceptance and like bringing people in, making people family. Like they've learned how to be really good at it. I think like a lot of times um, they've, I don't want to generalize at all, but I think we all have wounds it mm-hmm. seems that this specifically the gay community uses those wounds to really love on others and like create tr- like tribes, you know? Yeah, and they like, they talk about their hurt. They're like so open, like, yeah, like this is how my family hurt me or whoever in their life. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I've had experiences too with like LGBT community and they're like, yeah, they want to love you. And I think like, mm-hmm they also don't like separate themselves, you know, like sometimes within Christianity, we're like, oh, well, I'm Baptist or I'm Methodist or I'm this right. or that. Yeah. And we sometimes separate ourselves. We use like, oh, well, this is the difference between me and you. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, like you're saying like the LGBTQ community is just like, I don't care if you're bi, gay, all the, you know, whatever yeah. transgender, they're just like, yeah. you know, we're all part of this group together. Yeah. And honestly, they do that well. Like we should, we should be doing that well, you know, <laughs> yeah, we loving and having unity and acceptance. Like we could learn from them. I think, you know, I say this because um, I've met so many beautiful people who identify as, you know, LGBTQ and all the other things. Yeah. Um, I think like they're some of the most beautiful people I know. Um, I just want to say that. So at the time I'm like, gosh, these are my people, you know, like there's no condemnation here. There's no judgment. They, they see me, encourage me for, for these things that I didn't even really realize I was, but all of a sudden I felt accepted and loved. And um, yeah, anyways, I just fell into that. And honestly, I think like Christians and the church are getting better at this now. I do see like, honestly, like with COVID and the ways that we've had to like go online and um, we've realized how much we need each other. I think they're finally, we're finally uh, realizing how important unity and mm. love and, and um, encouragement is. And obviously I don't believe in um, acceptance. Like that's not real love, you know, like mm. uh, one of my pastors uses a really good example of if you see someone and they're about to jump off of a cliff, this is obviously an extreme example, but if they're about to jump off a cliff and you grab them by the arm and pull them and in doing so you break their arm and they're like, Oh, you hurt me. (laughs) You know, they're like, well, it might've hurt, but I just saved your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's greater good that took place here. And I feel like in not accepting what's actually really 
killing people, like spiritually killing people. We, it may be painful, but it's love. It's love to rescue, you know, to save people. Yeah. Um, that's such a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. 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 When he used it the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it can seem painful. It can feel like, I mean, for me, especially like, I was like, this is who I am. I, it was, it was like, I had this inconsolable thing. Like, I'm like, I know that this is who I am. Who I love is this, but the Bible says this. And so there was like these two sides of me, like one side knew God was real. Like I had my own encounters with God. There was, I was never going to say God's not real. That would have, I would have just been lying to myself. I knew but this other side really genuinely believed that this is who I am, who I love. Like, this is who I'm meant to be. Like I, I, I was with a woman for almost three years and I was like, yeah. I'm going to marry her. Like Aww. I love her, you know? And, um, it's crazy because I talked about Jesus, you know, I just had these wrong perspectives. Like, like I was like, he's love. So he's going to accept all love, but love isn't accepting love tells you the truth. Like love if you're addicted to drugs, it's going to say you're addicted to drugs. This is going to kill you. It's never going to be like, well, it's okay. Everything's good. Like that's a lie. And, um, but that's what I believed. I'm like, he's love. He's not going to deny my love, you know, whatever. And, uh, it's crazy. Cause her and I would get into arguments about Jesus all the time. Cause she like, mm-hmm. didn't necessarily believe obviously mm-hmm. like I was a walking conundrum, you know, like, yeah, it didn't make any sense. He should be like, how do you even hold this belief? Like, you know what the Bible says, right. You know? Um, so anyways, I, I just kind of was spiraling. It's crazy because like, I feel like the more into this relationship I got, the more I was like, oh, I want this. The more I felt this deep, dark depression. And like on the outside, um, I was living a great life. I had a great job. My girlfriend was, she's a great human being, like just kind. Um, but I, I could feel it's, it was spiritual death. I could feel internally, like the law, like my spirit was mourning the loss of my future. Like the Mm. Bible says, I know the plans I have for you says the Lord, you know, plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. And I was losing that future and hope with the decisions I was making. And I could feel it. Like there's something in me that was like, you're going towards death. You know, like the word also says there's a path that looks right to man, but it leads to destruction. Mm Um, and so I, I, I just ended that relationship just because like of this turmoil that I was feeling, but I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily ready like to come to Jesus yet. Um, but I was dealing with insane turmoil and it like, we, we didn't work out with us because we were just unhappy. I was fighting with her all the time, you know? Um, so anyways, fast forward, I have this twin <laughs> sister and she moved to Washington. She also has a crazy story, but she found Jesus here And I was like, I'm going to go take a trip, visit my sis, you know, and I came and she brought me to uh, a young adult meeting and she'd been praying for me, obviously, just like really hoping that I would have an encounter with God when I came to visit. And so she took me to this young adult meeting. And when I got there, they had worship. And then the pastor gets on stage and he's like, um, this is kind of weird, but I feel like. I'm going to do things a little differently tonight. And my sister's like looking at me sideways, like, oh no, oh no. I want this to impact her, you know, like hoping it's not weird because she wants me to be impacted. And he's like, 
I think that um, I want you guys all to just kind of separate, spend time with God and ask him to tell you something. And it was just like the exact same. It's almost like the exact same verbiage that I heard as like a 10 year old. And I had actually just been talking to a friend of mine about this story. Um, Actually, there's this girl that I was like kind of dating and um, she had told me about like an encounter that she had, like another weird spiritual encounter that she had. And I was like, oh, I have a cool story about a spiritual encounter. And I told her this story, like God brought it to memory. And then I went to Washington to visit and this happened. And I was like, like it hit me, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, this is for me. Like God's speaking to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was one of those moments that like, it's undeniable. Like, you know, like you're just flooded with heat and I don't know. There's something that happens when God speaks to your spirit where all of a sudden you're just present and there's nothing. It's like the room fades, you know, and it's dramatic, but really that's how it felt. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. And, um, at that point I was like, I think I need to move here. Like my life in California, like I can't, there's no way I could get out. Like all my friends, I had like all these friends, all these activities that I did, all this availability to do whatever I wanted this, this, you know, like just this life in general, this life that I had built for the past 24 years. And I was like, I can't do this in California. So I started to think about that, you know, and I came home and kind of like went back to my old life a little bit was dating this girl, but I had this thought, like, I was like, I think I need to go. Like, I think I need to go. And it's crazy the way it worked out. Like the job I was working at, it ended because we were giving out federal funds for like mortgage assistance and the presidency changed. So the funds kind of ended and they were like, okay, well, like the program's going to end. And I'd worked there for like three years. So it literally like their doors closed. So I started to like receive unemployment left, picked up, moved. My sister like was so about it. So she was already <laughs> in her place. One day she was just like, what about this place? And so the day that I got here, we both moved in to the place that we were living at. Oh, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. It was so God. He just opened the doors and, um, I technically didn't change right away. Like this is like, God was luring me, you know, I wasn't necessarily like ready to just like jump out. I was just kind of like, okay, okay. Maybe Yeah. real. Are you really real? Cause this is like who I am. It felt like identity, you know? Yeah. I need you to really tell me, you know? And so this, this girl that I was dating, she actually drove up with me and then like flew back and we were like, Oh, we're going to do long distance, whatever. And I was kind of going to church for like a couple months, like one or two months, but still like quote unquote, like dating her. And one day I was like, I hadn't prayed at all because I felt like this separation, this shame separation. Like I was like, I don't know how you feel about this relationship. I don't know how you feel about me. How do I even come to you after like this life that I've lived, you know? And I had been like talking to all these young adults. Like I can talk the talk all day. Cause I went to Christian school. Like, yeah. I verses. I could be like, yeah, Jesus is this. Da, da, da. But I felt him like tug on my heart one night. Like uh, my brother-in-law was just like playing some worship music and we were singing and I was like, okay, God, like, hi, hi God. You know? <laughs> um, and I just said a prayer. I was like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to just fake it. I want, I want you. If you want me, I want you. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I was like, you know, if you don't think that this relationship is what's best for me, if you think it's, you know, like if you don't want me in it, I need your help to get out. Cause I don't want to hurt her. I don't know how to get out. I feel like really stuck here, but I just need you. And it just was like a really heartfelt prayer. Like it felt like surrender. And the next morning she texts me and she's just like kind of out of the blue, like, Hey, why are we even dating? Like, I don't know why we're even doing this. And I remember sitting on the couch and I just like looked up at the ceiling and just was bawling. Like I was like, God, God." like it just felt like an immediate answer. Like he was like, this is your way out. Like I'm I'm giving you what you asked for, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. It's, I love talking about it because even like right now talking about it, I'm like, I feel your love. Like, you know, like it's so important to remember the times that God's really like answered you because those memories, they hold like substance. There's like a substance of his presence. Yeah. And it just like, it just brings like glory back to God. And it just like reminds you like, you know, like God's not just this like being that lives far away. Like God is like here with me and working in my life. And just like you said about like his love, like it wasn't just like love for you who was like searching for him. It's also love for this other girl. Cause you, like you said, you didn't want to hurt her and God didn't want her to be hurt either. So he like, you know, prepared her too for like that ending. Yeah. 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 He's so good. (laughs) Does care about everyone. Like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like the Bible says that God, like the Holy spirit, it's the Ruach, like the breath in our lungs. And that means that before you ever knew God for everyone in the world that doesn't know God hasn't surrendered to God, he's still sustaining them with every breath he's like permeating their lives. You know, everyone is full of God. And it makes you kind of think differently when you meet people like God is in you, God is in you, God is in you, you know, even if they don't know it or they're not surrendered to him, like he's in everything. He's life itself. Yeah. He's keeping them all alive. Like it's without yeah. him, we are all like nothing. We're dead. We don't exist. You know, yeah. like everything was made for him and through him through him so like we live in him I don't know it's crazy to think about yeah yeah Yeah, he's just like so present in everything that's so cool that's so cool but so like that's really neat that God like changed you and like changed that way and so like what's God like doing in your life now like (sighs) I love to talk about it (laughs) and I love to hear about it Um, yeah, honestly, that was 2000, August, 2018. Now it's, uh, February, 2021. So it's been like two, a little over two years, 1920. Yeah. A little over two years. Um, and gosh, it's been a roller coaster, you know, because, um, it says the Bible says that we're being transformed Mm -hmm. into the image of Christ. And that, that verbiage being transformed, it's a process. Amen. It's been a process. It's, it's, you know, I, I was in that lifestyle for seven years and there was so much in my thought processes and my behaviors that don't match up to like Mm -hmm. the image that Jesus has of me, the image of Jesus that I need to be, you know, that he wants me to be transformed into. And so it's been a wild ride, but just recently I I got a mentor and, um, it's so interesting. She's really, um, she, do you, have you heard of like Elijah house ministries? They do inner healing. So they're really into like this, like inner healing, dealing with like 
the roots of issues That's and letting cool. God come in. Yeah. And so her dad started Elijah house ministry. So she has like all these tools in her toolbox. Um, and so I got her as a mentor just like a couple months ago, I think like August, um, 2020 and gosh, it's been wild the way that, you know, I told you I've, I've had these like uh, encounters as a kid that were like negative encounters when it comes to, um, like men and things. And some of these processes for inner healing, um, you know, like the Bible says that God is outside of time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can kind of just talk about like the steps a little bit. What happens is you kind of go back to these memories and you just say like, okay, Jesus come into this memory or like, you know, father God or Holy spirit come into this memory and heal me here. And it's, it's kind of like you let it play out in your imagination, right? Like you have this like vision that you let play out where you ask him, like, what are you doing? How, how were you there? How are you there now? How are you healing me? And he does crazy things like the healing that he's brought in walking through these memories. It's like, when I think about the memory, I don't think about what happened. I think about what I saw Jesus do when I went back. It's redemption. It's crazy redemption. And it's like, it's been so healing for me. Um, It's also like just encountering Jesus in your imagination. Like people call it like the sanctified imagination. It's just like closing your eyes and like picturing Jesus, like in the Bible, like on the boat when he's sleeping and the disciples are like, Jesus, what are you doing? Wake up. You know, like, (laughs) like letting yourself go to those places and but then like letting him encounter you, like letting him actually talk to you oh. um, from that space. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, That's so um, cool. Yeah. I love, I love, um, did you, what is it called? Elijah ministry? Elijah house. Elijah. I love that. Cause like, so my major is social work, which is closely related to like psychology and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I love that. Like walking through like memories is like, that's like a part of like healing, even from like a secular yeah. non-religious like stance but then like doing healing with Jesus and allowing him to like walk through those memories like that's beautiful (laughs) I love that it's crazy healing and like since she's walked me through it I've walked friends through it and I've watched it change people's lives like that like whereas it feels like having to walk through healing and changing like uh, mental strongholds and all these things can take so much time something like this, Jesus shows up and it's like immediately people mm-hmm. are set free. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like how we hold our memories and like how we view them. Like if we view them as negative, like they're just going to keep being negative. But if we allow to like see them, like, especially like if we allow to see them, like it's healing through Jesus. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're the lens that we look at the world through, you know, like if you have these hurts, you see the world and it's almost like you're expecting that hurt to come in. But if you let Jesus heal you and gosh, what he really does is bring love. Like he just saturates you with love. Then you're like looking at the world through the lens of love. Like, oh, I can give love and I'm going to receive love. It's like you expect something different and it changes everything. I'll tell you about kind of like a cool encounter I actually had today with God. Um, It's kind of out there, but I'm just going to tell you, I think it's like, it's beautiful the way that he's creative, you know, like God is the most creative God and he works through our creativity. Like we as people are the only creatures that have imagination. We're the Mm -hmm. only things that can picture something in our head. Like 
he gave it to us as a, as a gift for him to encounter him. Mm-hmm. So um, today I was just like hanging out with God and um, it's, it's funny how we get caught up in like these mental strongholds. Um, I really realized like, you know, like Jesus died so that we could be close to the father, you know, like he gave us a bridge back to the father, God and the father's identity. Like he's the one that really speaks love into us and gives us our identity. So there's an importance of having that closeness with God, the father. And, um, I realized that I haven't had that, you know, like, I'm like, Jesus is everything, but I like, didn't necessarily know how to come to God. I was like, I'm filthy rags. Like, you know, like, I don't know how to come to like, holy God, Jesus feels like definitely more tangible to me, but he cares. He cares about that because he does want to be close. Mm -hmm. God gave Jesus so that he could be close to us, you know, like not only did Jesus make the sacrifice, like God made the sacrifice of his beloved son. Cause he wanted us. Um, so yeah, anyways, today, today I was just like picturing, like, I'm like, God, like, let me see, like, where are you? Like, what does this look like? And I saw myself like in outer space, this is going to sound weird, yeah. but it, it's cool. Um, and I was like in front of the sun and I was like, Whoa, the sun, I'm seeing <laughs> solar flares come out. Like, obviously this is in my imagination. Like, it's like, it's like having a vision, you know, and there's like solar flares coming out. And I'm like, it's like, I feel like I'm aware that it, it could be burning me, you know? And, um, it feels like God's holiness. And I'm like, God, like, I don't even know how to be here. You're too holy. Like I can't be here. And Jesus comes up next to me and he like gives me a hug. Sorry, this is so funny, no. to talk about, but it's cool. I have been doing this. Keep going. Okay. 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 And as he wraps his arms around me, he turns into this like cloak of light right? Yeah. And so I'm wearing, now I'm like wearing Jesus and I'm like, okay, now what, you know, now what? And all of a sudden I'm standing on the sun and I'm barefoot, but my hand, my feet are like on the sun. And I'm like, Oh, and God, I just hear God speak to me. Like God is like the sun, right? He's like this radiating holy heat. And he's like, he's like, if you just let me love you, I will make you whole. And when he says that, I like sink down into the magma and I'm just covered in it. And it's not like burning me. It's love. It's pure love. And I, it, it, the feeling is like all of a sudden, like I'm also the sun, like I'm shining with the light of God's glory and God's oh. holiness. And I'm just like wearing Jesus. I don't know. It's oh, crazy. no, I think that's so cool. It's like an analogy, you know, like we need Jesus yeah. to like come to God because like you're saying our fallen state of like us being filthy rags. Yeah. And then yeah. like with Jesus, we're able to then come to God. Yeah. It's his, it's his righteousness. Like he yeah. covers us in his righteousness because ours is filthy rags. But it's just like, it was it for me, it was really breakthrough because I just him saying like, I will make you whole. And then realizing like that my wholeness lies in being immersed in him. Oh, that's, that's yes. It. Yes, it does. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, it felt like great. It's just like mental breakthrough, like being able to visualize. It really changes things, at least for me. Like, I feel like I need to like understand, you know, I'm like, but God's holy. So I can't be near him. Like, how do I understand this? And like yeah. him giving me this visual, I'm like, oh. I just, that's where I live now. Like in my head, 
that's where my spirit is just submerged but it's like it's so cool because you know it's like learning like styles like we all learn different ways and like you know like you and god like he knows that about us and so like for you he's like all right I'll show you and then like for other people you know they need to read it or like yeah hear it or whatever it is God is like you know he's like can do that for us he's like if you need to see it I'm gonna let you see it if you need to hear it you're gonna hear it he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna work with where like what we need you know yeah yeah totally yeah totally and it's just like oh man it's, <laughs> it feels personal like he's so personal he's so willing to give you like a whole like vision of this craziness <laughs> just so he, you can understand like how much he loves you yeah. you know he's so willing to meet you in your place of weakness or in your place of not understanding and give you that understanding give you his strength because he just wants to be close he just loves us so much and just wants to be close so um yeah I think I've been walking through a lot of that like places where my misconceptions of God are being healed where he's coming in and saying okay this is a place where you don't actually understand who I am. You mm-hmm. think like my holiness keeps you from me, but actually I want to give you all my love because of Jesus, you know? And I think he's been walking me through a lot of places of just learning maybe where I was taught the wrong thing about him and where those things are actually keeping me from letting him love me. Because, you know, like first John four eleven says, it's not that we loved him, but that he loved us. Mm-hmm because we like, we'll, we will fail constantly, you know, like our love is teeny tiny compared to the love that love itself has to give us. Yeah. And if you really realize, like, especially in the places where you mess up, like where you feel like you're not meeting, like where you're striving and you feel like you're not meeting those requirements or like, you know, you've whatever, that verse is really a great anchor. Like, okay, but it's not my love. It's that he loves me. And from that place of being loved, you can say like, okay, I don't have to live in shame. I can just pick myself up. I like how you were saying this in your podcast about um, falling down seven times, but standing up each time. Like I can just get up again and keep moving with God because he's never like disappointed. Never. He's always just like, come on, just get up again. Come on. I've got you. Just keep going. Just keep going. You know? And it's so beautiful. He's so patient, like with us. And it's just like, he's just waiting for us to like be willing and be ready. And like, it doesn't matter if we fall, he's just going to keep waiting. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) It it Um, is beautiful. He's, he's honestly the best. He's the best. He is. He is. Okay. So did you have any more stories or any final thoughts you wanted to end with? Um, Uh, can I tell you like one more encounter that I had? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I had an encounter. Um, I'm going to shout out. Is it okay if I shout out a book? Go for it. Go for it. I read this book. It's John Mark Pantana. It's called Love Secrets. And it's 13 chapters based on 13 songs on an album that he wrote. And this album is phenomenal. It's all about like Jesus's love, but he writes a book and like each chapter talks about like where the song came from, all these encounters that he had with Jesus, how like God changed his perspective of who God was too. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was reading that book. Um, and I, there's this chapter where he talks about his own encounter with God, where God like just like met him and had this like crazy encounter with him. And after I read it, I started, it's just crazy. I started to 
have an ecstatic encounter with Jesus. Like the way I can explain it is like all of a sudden my whole body was covered in waves of, of love, but it's like, like my skin was electricity. Like it was like, everything was turned up to like level 100, you know, and I could feel like everything. And I was like, and I think immediately because it was so like in my body, I could feel it. It was so immersive. I immediately was like, Oh Jesus, what's happening? Like, if this isn't you, I don't want it. Like I was saying this prayer, you know, I'm like, Lord, help me. What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. And, um, I just feel like he immediately was like, no, this is me. Just like surrender, surrender to like my presence. And I was like, okay, okay. And, um, so I like close my eyes and I'm just feeling like my body is just having waves of it's just goodness, goodness, grace, love, like being immersed in love itself. I can't even explain it because it's also like the sensation was like, like my skin. I don't even know. It was great. But I closed my eyes and I saw Jesus like holding me, like he was holding me. And it's almost like we were like spinning, like in space. I don't know. Um, And all of a sudden it was like, he completely immersed into me. Like it wasn't him holding me anymore. All of a sudden he just like sunk in to every cell of my being. And he was just telling me like, we're one, I'm one with you. And the next day, um, I had like so many things that were confirming, like, cause I think when you have an encounter like that, you're like, what was that? I don't even know. Was that even real? Like, it's just so otherworldly that you're like, you, you, you're left with a lot of questions, not necessarily cause it's bad, but just like, um, what you, you know, you don't really like read so much about this in the Bible. So it's like, you're kind of like, is this real? Like Jesus, did you just encounter me like that? I have no idea. I need confirmation. But the next day I had like so many things that were like confirming people. Like I actually listened to a podcast, not, I didn't look for this podcast. I just like a friend sent it to me and it was about a guy who had an encounter with God and he had these sensations and like almost like the same thing. And I was like, I just remember crying. So I was like, God, you're confirming this. Cause it was just, I don't know. It was a lot, you know, like, yeah, I had never encountered God like that. And it's just, he's so kind to bring confirmation because we're just so human and like, questioning all the time you know um but it's crazy like I remember just kind of like going about my day the next day like obviously thinking about it just only thinking about it and I realized like I don't know how I realized it but it's like he showed me how much I had been a slave to shame to like wrong thought processes where like I there was all these checks because, because of how I lived my life before I was so careful about my thoughts, so careful about what I looked at. So I was always, it's, it's like, kind of like I was like in a cage and it's, I think it was for the good because I needed to be like that initially until like, you know, God really like sanctified me. I had to be careful. But after that encounter, all of a sudden I felt free. Like Mm. I didn't have these crazy checks, but also there was no fear. There was no shame. There was no, nothing inside of me that was like bound. I felt free. And it's, it's so hard to explain because it's an internal thing, but it's like, he released purity into Mm. me, like becoming one with me. Like he was like depositing the purity of himself into yeah. me yeah because he's taking away all like all your sin all for your shamefulness and filling yeah. you back up because like you're not he's not just gonna leave you empty but he's yeah, gonna fill he, you up 
filled me with all of him. And it's like, now I walk around, you know, like, I think a lot of times we're like, okay, I, someone asks you to pray for them and you're like, all right, God, Hey God, listen to me, listen to me, you know, like, please show up. It doesn't feel like that. I'm like, he's in me. He's in Mm. me. I don't have to like pull heaven down to earth. Heaven is inside of me. So when I start praying, he's already present with me. Yeah. I'm not like, hey, Jesus, are you listening? Like, <laughs> I know he's present. And the you Bible, know? like, talks a lot about that, about, you know, yes. the Holy Spirit will be within us and, like, Jesus, like, wanting to be in our hearts. And, like, yeah, you know, we don't have yeah. to, like, like you're saying, we don't have to, like, yell to heaven and be like, are you there? Are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> pay yeah. attention for a couple of minutes because you're, like, you're saying he's, like, with us all, like, always. Yeah. And I like the Bible does say that. And I I knew those things, but all of a sudden it's like, I understood, you know, like I was like, Oh, Oh, you're in, you know, like, I don't have to do all these things. Like, Oh shoot. I better repent for all my sins before I talk to like, he's here. He loves me and he's already there, you know, and it's changed my walk with God. Even over the past couple months, I'm like, it it's understanding, like, it says we are seated in heavenly places, you know, with Jesus, that we are sons and daughters of the King. And, you know, if you're like a son or a daughter of the King, you're royalty, you carry royal authority Mm. and knowing that Jesus is in you, it's like, you can walk in a new authority. It's an understanding of your identity back to identity. Like he instilled in me identity. Like you are, royalty because you carry my name you know like we have the same name you know so that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah and then just like back to what you're saying about like understanding like you know like we're told a lot of these things all the time but like mm-hmm. we don't understand and like I was just reading recently and I think it's some it's somewhere in Romans I don't know where but like about like you know like how we can hear all these things but like we it's like a veil between us and God until he gives us his Holy Spirit we don't really understand we just hear it but we don't understand until he gives us his Holy Spirit we're like oh wow like this is the beauty of the gospel the beauty of his message and like what he does for us once we have the Holy Spirit we're like whoa like I get it now totally totally and like in Proverbs like they refer to wisdom as like a person and I, you know, Holy, that's Holy spirit and Holy spirit, the person of wisdom gives us wisdom and understanding. Like when you give space to Holy spirit, you say like, okay, give me that wisdom and understanding because Holy spirit is wisdom. It's the person of wisdom. So they're, you know, like Holy spirit's going to give you that understanding, that wisdom, because it's literally who he is yeah that's so so cool yeah it's really cool it's really cool oh that's so awesome any anything else I don't want to like cut your time or anything but I don't want to like keep drawing it out (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. I think I think that's everything that I have for today (laughs) awesome thank you so much I'm so excited that you shared and I loved it so much and thank you to all the listeners for listening come back next week bye bye hello welcome to story time with Josh Josh and I are at the park Featuring Josh. Hi there. How's it going? And Swedish fish. Going pretty good. Um, On this episode of Storytime with Josh, we're going to tell about how I almost got my license revoked. What? (laughs) Almost got my license revoked, but God using it to speak to me through that. So that was pretty cool. So I was going to go with a couple friends and go hopefully make a whole boatload of money in Ohio driving Amish people around 
because there's apparently a big need for that at the moment and we were gonna go do that and I'm praying like should I leave should I stay like what should I do and then my car got stuck in the snow nice. so yeah and then so I had to drive my other car that wasn't insured and had a whole bunch of stuff wrong with it for like a week I'm like, you know, wouldn't it be really funny if I got pulled over and because I don't have insurance, my license gets suspended, then I can't go to Ohio. And then, sure enough, I'm driving and I see a cop and I'm like, this is it. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Flicks on his lights, he pulls me over, lets me go on everything, lets me go from speeding, lets me go from, I mean, I didn't have brake lights, I didn't have blinkers, I didn't, I did have blinkers, I didn't have anything else but blinkers. Nice. Barely had headlights, but yeah. And then after that, I'm like, well, that's that. And then like through that, having now stayed here, it's it's awesome to see like the discipleship that I would have like missed out on if I had went. And I think that ties in perfectly to like um, I think it's in uh, James in the second chapter, kind of closing out when it say it says, let us not say we'll go here or there and make this profit, but if the Lord wills, let us go. I think that's a super important thing. Like it was, it was an odd way to like see clarity from God, but it was a super cool way. Just in, like I never expected to have that happen. So, so did your license get revoked? Nope, I still got it. Bye. I still got the license. So you just got in trouble. Just got in trouble. Just got, in trouble. Just got like, a, okay. a little hand slap. I won't go then. Don't go to Ohio. Don't go to Ohio. You get pulled over. Awesome. Alrighty. I like how we can see God doing things in like even random things, like. Okay. Absolutely. All right. That was Storytime with Josh. Storytime with Josh. Yee-yee. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.